This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. There are 40 days until Christmas Day, but like all good Santa Clauses, the Mansfield Matters podcast is delivering a present early. As this week we weren't meant to be doing a podcast, but somehow still are. It's Thursday, it's 6.30ish, and this, this is a show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. This week it's been all cup action as the Stags draw one all at home to Charlton Athletic, earning a replay on Tuesday night. And on Tuesday, in the Checker Trade Trophy, the Stags topped the group with a dramatic late winner. But it was all about the next generation as the Stags blooded some younger players and gave them their debuts. Tonight, Craig, Simon and Cam discuss all things cup, talk about all things next generation and of course take your comments and questions in the live feed. Plus we'll hear from boss David Flickcroft as he shares his pride in bringing the younger players into the squad. I'm delighted tonight that, that uh, I can stand here and, and really... You know, put so many blood, so many youngsters in in this in this competition because uh, they've got a voice now. The young players have got a voice. Our academy uh, management structure's got a voice, and, uh, and and that's where you can you can see them. You know, fulfilling the potential. And despite being a young player himself, defender Ryan Sweeney shares his praise in sharing the pitch with the next generation of stags. The gaffer alluded to it in the, in the team talk before the game. You know, we'll, we've all been there. We've all We've all been in that experience of making our first team debut, you know, it's, and it's one to remember. Um, so, so yeah, but you know, I didn't think, you know, I played with Gibbo, you know, I played with him at, at Maxfield. I thought he was, I thought he was outstanding again. Um, you know, Lawsy at left back put in a fantastic performance, and you know, Alistair, Alistair stepped up. You know, he just come back off a, a loan period, and you know, he acquitted himself very well. When you know, Blakey gets a goal as well, so you know, on a on a whole, it was a, it was a real, real positive night for the club. And long-serving defender Mal Belling says he's pleased with how things are going. Since my time here, I think the most we've won on a bounce probably three, to be fair. So in the league, sorry. So it's probably progressing from that, and obviously back-to-back wins and any wins on the trot will get you straight up the league. So. It's about building on that and I'm sure it will come. It's all of that and much, much more tonight as we look ahead not only to the next stage of the Checker Trade Trophy and of course the FA Cup replay but also we have our eyes firmly fixed on Saturday's home game with Port Vale as the Stags try and get back-to-back victories in League 2 and continue to climb the table. Is it too early for a bit of Christmas music? Yes, but it's never too early for a Mansfield Matters podcast. Uh-huh. 
were supposed to be working. Uh, we were supposed to do a podcast last night, but you were working. I was working late as well, so we couldn't do it. And then things sort of changed, and well, here we are on the camera gave up but we're back up and running now as always get your thoughts in and get your comments in uh, in the live feed if you're watching on facebook.com forward slash mtfc matters if you're not every thursday although it's going to be every wednesday for the next four weeks at 6 30 uh, and just get involved with the show for the fans by the fans a very good evening to paul who says good evening guys you may have noticed of course that we are one member uh, light tonight like Christian Pierce, we have got a member uh, on international duty this week. Nathan Edge has gone away, has gone to manage his properties abroad, so he is working, so he's, he's not with it. He's gone on holiday, basically, yeah. hasn't he? So he's not it, with it us. He put on Facebook earlier something like a couple of hours of hard work. It's just a photo of me in the lunch sunlines. I think he's just said he's just done some work just to make us like. Not feel as bad. I think he's done it as a bit of an excuse. You think that's yeah. what it is? Sign here. Yeah, there sign it. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Sign here and done, but there you go. Um, as always, get your thoughts in um, on the games of the weekend. It's, it's been a week of cup action, really. Uh, let's start with the FA Cup on Sunday, Si. And it was probably one of the most drabbiest FA Cup games that I've ever seen. I don't know about you. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, but what, what I've been told and what I've seen, um, it did look a bit of a a ball to be honest uh, but um, each side seemed to have chances what I've seen on the highlights it could have gone either way uh, I think a draw would have been a fair result in the end so it takes them back to Valley on Tuesday night and hopefully we can get a decent away result well there you go looking, certainly looking forward uh, to that what about yourself Cam what did you, do you make of uh, Sunday's game of course it was shown on TV and on all good betting apps I do believe robbed we were robbed um, why? because <laughs> their goal was at least a yard offside and it showed on the replays that it was wrong but it was something I said to people I sat, sit with it's like this is what you get with FA Cup sometimes inconsistent with the referees and it was a non-league referee that we had on and officials that we had on Sunday so it's all you could expect but uh, did we deserve to win it? probably did we win it? no let's hope that we can hopefully keep the unbeaten run going and just make it another three points on Saturday and then another another round done on Tuesday night as you can see if you're watching the live feed at the moment we're trying something new tonight I'm basically adding five minutes before these two turned up so I was having to play around and we've, we're doing uh, live polls along with the video tonight you're not right. going to get that anywhere else uh, it's great um, so we're asking at the moment we'll be asking another one later on but we're asking at the moment if the stakes progress in the FA Cup who would you like to play of course um, whoever wins between the stakes and Charlton on Tuesday will be at home to either Chorley or Doncaster so we'd like to know who you would like to play so I'll start with with, with, with the panel who would you like to, to play in round two should the stakes get through of course well the uh, the obvious one would probably be we'd all like Chorley to be honest because I think that would be easier than Doncaster but if we do get past Charlton I think we're capable enough to knock Doncaster out as well so for me, I'll sit on the fence and say either. There's, there is not a sit on the fence option. It is Crawley or Doncaster. Crawley or Doncaster? No, Crawley. I know what I meant. <laughs> I know what I meant. Don't start. Do not start. Not even that. Red card. Doncaster then. Doncaster can. 
I, I want to say Chorley, but I think Doncaster will win that replay. So I, I reckon, yeah, I'd say Doncaster. We've already beaten once this season. Fair enough, it was uh, a reserves, but both it was. Both well, didn't we get like five nil as well? Yeah, five, yeah. five, five nil, five one, yeah. something like that. But that, we both played relatively strong teams, so with home support, obviously other than the Exeter loss, we've not lost at home since Exeter. La- last. I mean, other than the Exeter, we've lost one. We've lost, in, I think, once in twenty-two Skybet League two games. Yeah, which is a ridiculous well, stat. It's not bad. Fantastic. Then, then you chuck in cup games as well. Exactly, and we obviously only lost. Lost once in a cup this season, of course, to, to West Brom. Yeah, so, so it, doing well so far. We're doing well. It's, it's fortress at home at the minute, and not many teams are coming here and taking anything. Which but is the good, good thing is, is we're taking that good form away as well. Yes. So you know, it, it's of, it's nice to. Are we still one of five, not yeah. lost away yeah. this yeah. season. Still one so, of five, not, not lost away this season. I'm going to vote for for Chorley in this pond. I'll tell you, for, I'll tell you for why. You like being as well. indifferent. I do like being indif- indifferent, but I think we've got more of a, a possibility of a TV tie there, which also means more revenue for us um, potentially. And obviously, I don't know if you, you know this, but Carolyn Radford is actually a, a Chorley lass. Um, so no doubt the media will pick up on that and uh, use that as a factor. But there's some quality ties in round two anyway, so it would uh, mm. it would take some selection. I wouldn't like to be on the selection committee. Uh, for that one let us know your thoughts uh, in the comments Uh, we'll also be doing another poll later on um, and we'll talk to you all about that as well Um, Peter says in the comments uh, glad to see Charlton are keeping the prices the same as what they were here if you've not seen the prices for Tuesday night yet of course adults are um, I think £15 concessions uh, are 10 and under 11 is 5 I'm bringing it down wrong on there um, I know. Um, so yeah, <laughs> fair prices to be fair, and to be fair, it's a grand that I've not been to for a while, and I'm sure many estates fans won't have been there for quite a while, considering the, the league's I've differences and, and everything. So for me, I'm really looking forward to going and you know ticking another a grand off the list. So mm. it sh- should be a good. I'd love to go, but I can't get there. <laughs> well, new job as well, haven't you? So yeah, so new job. If you order a stags-related mug from the Mansfield Town um, personalised mugs thing. He's likely to make it, so yeah. no pressure. New job, uh, go for promotional. Who are the providers of all the Maxwell Town personalised gifts? And of course, I'm going to nick you more for a second. They did do, you may remember these, um, from the Legends Live event, which you can see behind Simon, um, earlier in the summer. They did make our mugs for us, so we can, can confirm that they are of top quality production and as well. And Nathan's... And Nathan's, Nathan's mugs as well. Yeah. Let's get back to talk about the football then, of course. Obviously, the 1-1 draw with Charlton on Sunday. I thought it was a drab game, but I think, like you, you said earlier, Cam, I think we were unlucky to, to draw. I think their goal, as you can see from the replays, clearly offside and perhaps can take a little bit of grievance from that. But it was another game where we changed system again, Si, and mm. we've been playing in that 3-4-1-2. Then we've gone to sort of that 4-3-3 or 3-4-3 three, three or whatever second half and we started with uh, the 4-3-3 three, three and went you know with, with CJ up front plays everywhere doesn't he he's only, he does. the only place he's not played is in goal well this time yeah this, this time, time yeah so there's a long way to go before the season ends no uh, CJ looked our, like our best player to be honest on the highlights everything seemed to go through him um, cracking goal uh, took it really well so I'm really pleased for him to be honest it's just 
unfortunately we, we're playing well but we've, we've gone back to I know it's only for one game but we've gone back to getting a good game but not getting the result and I know it's unfortunate but we did def- I think we sat back too far when they did score the goal you could just see us sinking deeper and deeper and deeper it's like you could see it coming it, it was coming but yeah. how it goes in is just unfortunate and obviously it changed the game and we didn't really look into the game again until about the last five minutes but other than that it's it's a good result on paper you look where Charlton are playoffs in League One but I think we probably should have got more out of it but let's just hope that we can go back down to London next Tuesday and we can bring back the next round I think yeah. if you look at the way I mean Charlton had a few injuries they, they only named five subs on, on Sunday they'll probably have a couple of players uh, back for, for Tuesday night's game but I think again it's it's a it's another chance for us to raise our game a little bit like we did when we went to, to West Brom there'll be it's a bit of a long way to travel given but I'm sure there'll be you know that extra proportion of fans who make the trip down with yeah. a new ground and a cup game and what have you and I think it's, another, it's going to be another another good solid test for us I'd be disappointed if we I'd be disappointed if we lose because I want to see us have a good cup run but I'd be very disappointed if we don't go out there and play the way we have been playing because some of the football we've been playing and some of the way we've been playing it's arguably League One standard isn't it yeah it is to be honest I mean I think you did a podcast message the other day and I said that it's probably the best football we've been playing under under Dave Dave Dave. Dave. everyone's been practicing the Daves (laughs) so um, that's pleasing to see and I don't think I don't think that he will allow us to go down there and and not play to the standards of what we have been playing in the league and you know check a train and things like that I think he'll want to go down there and, and get a result because we are going we are the underdogs going down there but like you say the standard we've been playing has been I think league one standard so hopefully we can we can get a couple of goals down there do and you think that quiet might the, hinder us slightly that teams all try and figure us out and if we do come away with well if we do lose any game over the next few weeks do you think it'll it'll people start looking like oh that's a bad result we played badly even if we don't play badly because we've had such a good run and one no. loss do you think fans will start to turn against the team a bit no I don't think so what, what we'll do is it's like last season I think when we were under the other management we kind of went on a little bit of a run not not as good as what we're on now and we had a bad result and I think it kind of brought us back down to earth a little bit and kind of we reassessed ourselves and then we dusted ourselves down and I think the next game we, we, we won again you know we, it, we sometimes it about lot, this time last yeah, week sometimes Look, went, I'm sorry. Went through November unbeaten, absolutely hammered uh, Port Vale away, and I think we lost like Crawley something away. Yeah, we lost. We were disappointed at Crawley on a Saturday. It was yeah. one of the worst games I've well, ever seen we to play. Went unbeaten until what February, January time. Yeah, uh, sometimes I, you might disagree, but sometimes a loss 
does you good yeah no because, I totally agree because it, it kind of you, you can then take stock and evaluate where you are and, and what, what needs to happen in like the next sort of stage of like the, the end of the season mid to end of the season sort so of thing. Thing, if, so you play, if you're playing really well every game you're not if something goes wrong you're not you're going to notice it even if it's like a minor thing it's like all the it's the end of the world we're going to start losing games so when you eventually do lose a game it's like well we know where we've gone wrong we can change that but if you keep if you say for example you're not counting your Cheltenham's your Macclesfield and you're losing every game you don't know what's going wrong a lot of the time at least if we did take a, a draw a, a bad draw or a, a loss we'd, we'd have that point where we'd be able to like I'd rather go away from home play badly and draw than go away from home play badly and lose heavily oh yeah yeah. you know yeah. what I mean you, you've got to if you know that you're playing badly it's like right we'll, we'll try and get a draw from this if you can obviously if you can't then so that's the thing we need especially with the games that are coming up we've got three of three-ish big games on the bounce we've got oh, oh, four actually we've got Charlton in the cup and then we've got Lincoln away and we've got Crawley at home on the Tuesday night and then we've got County at home on the Saturday not forgetting should we get through against Charlton the FA Cup sandwiched in between that as well yeah exactly and of course the Checker Trade Trophy uh, which week. we'll talk in, in the same week which we'll talk about later on as well keep your comments uh, coming in on the live feed and of course get involved for the first time ever on the Mansfield Matters podcast with the interactive poll if you're watching on your mobile phone and you want to know how to get onto the poll uh, you'll see the little video in the in the top corner then you'll see the comments and where it, next to the bit where it says write a comment you'll see like a little purple circle a white, uh, white circle with a purple outline and three little lines click on that and that'll bring the poll up and all you need to do is select one of your two options if the stags were to progress in the FA Cup who would you like to play would you like Chorley or would you like Doncaster we'll reveal the results uh, in a couple of minutes time at the moment there is one clear winner keep your votes coming in on that and we'll have another poll for you later in the show uh, comments coming in tonight from Peter and he says it shows a little it shows a little how far we've come this season when we're disappointed when we're uh, drawing against a League One team. Paul says, agree, Peter. Just hope these cut runs don't distract from getting into League One. That's all. Uh, and Roger says, the lad Graham should have had a little bit more time than two minutes on Sunday. He's raw and ready for action. I think, to be fair, I, whilst I agree with that comment, I think there was very much uh, the Checker Trade trophy in mind there because mm -hmm. he obviously played full 90 minutes and gave a good account of himself. Uh, we'll have a little bit more on that first. Uh, but let's hear from CJ Hamilton. I promise that at the start of the show when the uh, camera was having a little bit of a wobble I think it's, it's called time of the month or something like that maybe Ooh. we need to Ooh. maybe we need to invest <laughs> in some new cameras maybe you know if you are a generous you know if you're a generous person and you love the podcast and you want to see us carry on uh, we put this podcast together it has to be said because um, I've been accused well we have been accused which really annoys me in the past of um, making money from this podcast I can honestly tell you that I make no money whatsoever from this podcast it's not sponsors um, we don't receive any money from the, from anyone well, if you do uh, want from sponsors, it feel free let's get into that bit um, <laughs> but it does cost a lot to put together in terms of equipment and things like that we run this on a shoestring which is why sometimes you get lines across your screen and it looks a little bit dodgy we just I look if, like that normally but that is Simon's <laughs> genuine face I can assure you of that um, but yeah um, so 
if you are a enjoyer of a lover of the podcast and you, you want to give us a Christmas present early get in touch with us we'd love to hear from you um, one man who does also like giving presents is CJ Hamilton who likes to give presents in the form of nightmares to defenders when he runs past them and they can't see him because he's as fast as lightning it's frightening this is CJ Hamilton uh, speaking after that 1-1 uh, draw at home to Charlton on Sunday in the FA Cup been told by Fletcher and Gaffer to shoot a lot more when I can and obviously uh, seen the gap took it and obviously went in because I seen it iron towards goal but when it I seen it going towards the post I wasn't sure if it was rebound back out or hit the net so luckily hit the net everyone put in a real good shift you can see they're a very good team they're up there in the top 6-7 in, in League 1 so they're a very good team they can play football and we put our game against them and we defended excellently for most of the game like KP Prezi Sweens we were just all good at the back and then obviously created a lot of chances going forward I see Bish and them looking towards the line I was saying how is he not off Bobby because the guy was already standing on the line before the ball even came in so I, I thought it was offside myself. I think I've been hitting quite like a good form. Obviously, I think I can go more levels again. And obviously, today was, was another level. But obviously, hopefully, I can uh, keep adding more goals and assists and keep uh, providing for the team. So obviously, we're taking on teams basically a full league ahead of us. So obviously, it gives us uh, confidence to go into our league now and uh, try to beat teams uh, week in, week out. CJ Hamilton speaking after that 1-1 draw at home to Charlton uh, in the FA Cup on Sunday. Um, the results are in. We've been asking you on the live poll to uh, vote on who you would like to see in the FA Cup second round. Should, of course, the stakes progress because it's not a given. We do have to go to Charlton on Tuesday uh, in that replay. 13% uh, of you voted for Chorley, uh, but a whopping 87% of you voted uh, for Doncaster Rovers at home in the next round we'll have another uh, poll coming up later in the show thank you very much for voting uh, we'll have another poll uh, a little bit of a different one for you because today in the last hour or so uh, the result the outcome of the um, AGM has uh, come out today John Radford talking about budgets talking about developments and things like that so we've got another interesting poll coming up for you later on in the show now though let's turn our attention uh, to Tuesday night and the Checker Trade Trophy the Stags have topped Group H after beating Scunthorpe United very dramatically in the uh, last minute after being pegged back from 2 up to 2-2 and then to go and win 3-2 in the last minute and Cam we were sat together Tuesday night and we were watching it and above all else what a night it was for the future of Mansfield Town I'll say you'd got some first team regulars in there and so players like Danny Rose and Callum Mutter and all that played well and so did uh, Ryan Sweeney and Will Atkinson by far the standout player on the field was uh, left back striker left mid God knows why else he played that night it was Jason Law. He was absolutely outstanding. I was blown away by him. I mean, I've seen him a couple of times playing for the youth team because I think he was Jason Law is one that's been there quite a, a couple of years now. I think he's got two under 18s titles to his name, Si, and I think he was actually brought in when Murray was the manager. I think he'd been playing at Ilkeston and yeah, around there. Yeah, his name's been banded around a bit, and he's and he's always kind of been on the fringes but never actually had his chance in the first team. Yeah, I think, he, I think he was benched under Evans a few times, but never really yeah. got on. I think yeah. that was one of the, oh, all right, well, we'll chuck that kid on because it's the chicken team, we don't care. Yeah. That sort of attitude. Pretty much, but... <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Anything to do with Evans, it's just ignore it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, back to... Reality. Normality, yeah. Um... It was it was an interesting game because it was we 
though we were leading at what at half time one nil, they were by far the dominant team. Mm. The chances that can they I just add there because before I forget, because I know what point you're going to say. I just want to add in here just for emphasis. We played what four, five young players, and then if you add in like the ages of like Sweeney etc. as well, we played a lot of young players, and Scunthorpe pretty much played a League One first team. I'll say it was their second string as such, yeah. with a couple of first team chucked in. So they made a decent account of themselves, but it was just like we were just on the back foot a lot and uh, I think a point that David Flickcroft made during the game was absolutely fantastic um, I think it was was it Niall I think it was Niall Blake he's got, got the ball playing it around a bit or was it Alice Smith I think it was Alice, Alice Smith it yeah. Smith it was second but, half and Blake had gone off then yeah, yeah. I, remember, I know the interview but, talked about He's got the ball, he's, he's trapped, he's just trying to get it somewhere. Nobody's particularly moving for him. And he manages to get it away, but someone's heckling him from the crowd, saying, what are you doing, lad? What are you doing? So Flickcroft just turns around and says, he's a young kid. He might have used an expletive in there as well. Yeah. I nearly stood up and applauded, to be fair, because the bloke was in front of us. And yeah. But it was just that, that comment. Was that where you sat? Yeah. You could have had my seat if you want. <laughs> what room are you on? H. Where were we on? Um, I think we were on M. Yeah. But, Carry on, sorry. But <laughs> it's, it's a fact that, fair enough, Flickcross put them into play, but he's also actually like backing his players up. Because normally you'd get. If, you, if you're throwing youth team players in there, it's sometimes like it's either you don't care or it's just like they need running minutes or whatever. But Dave's actually gone out and put a, a, a strong team out, but a youthful team. And then actually got one playing how the first team usually plays you see this is the, this is the thing for me this is what I, you referred to earlier I did a couple of posts on Tuesday before the game um, the one thing with me is I didn't want to and what frustrated me was I didn't want people to look at it as oh we're playing a youth team with a couple of first teamers thrown in for good measure those players all of those players that got involved with that squad obviously Jason Law uh, Alistair Smith Nar Blake and Tom Fielding all made debuts Tom Fielding of course came off the bench the other three started uh, you had Berkhamshaw Gooden and Sinclair in there as well all of those uh, what what you got there seven players all of those seven players were in there on merit they've been training with the first team on a regular consistent basis therefore I want them looked at as fringe first team players or young first team players but not as a youth team does that make sense is my do you get what my argument is so yeah but if they've got a squad number technically they're first team exactly. anyway yeah yeah so if they've got a squad number then they should be in and around the first team um if if they're good enough they're old enough and you know that that's something that's always been said like through the years if they if they're good enough they're old enough and like you say if, if is it Jason Law? Jason Law, yeah. Jason, if you played as well as what he did, then why not put him up bench on Saturday? Exactly. You know, because we, we, we're going to be down a player anyway within Christian, because he's not going to be there. Yeah, he's on international, he's duty, on international yeah. duty. So that frees up somebody to come in for Christian, and that frees up a, a space on the bench, sort of thing. So why not utilise. That sort exactly. of position. Exactly, and then if you actually look at what the team that we're going to have to play, it's going to have to be. You're probably maybe looking four four two, four four two or five three two. But you're going to have John. Uh, you know, it's Lewis Gibbons. Gibbons didn't you? I know. <laughs> Lewis Gibbons will uh, 
either start or be on the bench. If we play a back five, then he'll start. I if he's on the bench, I think if, if White's fit, I think White might start at centre half. But it's and I think he had a look at Benny at centre half as well on, on Tuesday. And Dave, if you're watching, please now. I mean, yeah. I love you, Mal. I think you're a great Matt, player, but you are not a centre back. Just saying. It did all right until it did, but yeah, yeah. And then they start getting on top. He's not they scored twice in two minutes. He's not built for a centre back. He's no. a blessing. But no, when he went, when he got a bit more wide and a bit more attacking, it was brilliant. But um, there's now that space that we're gonna have. Need a centre back on the bench, which will be Lewis Gibbons if he doesn't start. Yeah. That then frees up another space on the bench. And who have we got? Because obviously, Omari is also an international. But so he's not playing anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Involved, but yeah. he'd be a name on the bench. Yeah. So who are you going to have to fill that gap? I think those players. Ando's out of the question. Murphy's still injured, yeah. which will be even longer now. Yeah, I think those players, all of those players who came in, deserve a, a shot at it because, like you said, so si, you know they've got a squad number, and if they're if they're good enough, they're old enough. Yeah, exactly. So you know that's that's the point. Keep your comments uh, coming in. Lots of them coming in uh, on the live feed as well. I'll try and get through as many of as uh, as I can. Um, Gary says. The players who would rather, the players would rather play two games a week uh, any uh, any time than train. This is shown by the Tuesday night results, which have been excellent. Good point to be fair. Played a lot of Tuesday night games. Is it, is it something like four or five consecutive Tuesday nights? I think by Christmas would have yeah, played. Yeah. Uh, probably nearly ten, towards the ten mark, which is uh, fantastic. Wayne asks, "Is the re- the replay live on TV?" Uh, that's referring to the chart and replay, of course. Uh, no, it's not. Um, Roger no. says, uh, "I heard Danny missed a golden chance uh, again." Um, he did. He didn't really get into the game uh, too much uh, on Tuesday, did he, Cam? Danny Rose? No, it's not great, but I, d- I don't really know because we've got Danny scoring again, and now he's just gone back to a bit of a drab spell. Not really. But if Tyler Walker's doing it. Well, yeah, exactly. I think, I think Danny's trying a little bit too hard in front of goal I think he just needs one to come off his he needs to relax a he just needs to hit him in face or yeah. something mess his hair up a bit and yeah. drop it goal and it's still come out, come out looking pristine wasn't it that yeah <laughs> Danny Rose's hair there, there's the there's the <laughs> podcast episode isn't it Danny Rose's hair um, more comments coming in um, Gary says Flickcroft has got the balance superb at the mo and should be applauded and not uh, deraded Tuesday night was a cracking game of football and those who didn't go for whatever reason missed a great game um, again I, I agree I mean we were put under the cosh a little bit more um, and we were made to, to work a little bit harder but every single young player gave a fantastic account of themselves huge credit needs to go to the academy for, for their part in it but also for Flickcroft for recognising it because as Flickcroft will say in a moment um, before he arrived that fusion and that conversation between the two simply wasn't there um, so it's great to see that in there as well Um I heard the left back uh, a workmate said the left back had a great game and looks a good prospect that's uh, a a comment from Roger Um, absolutely spot on referring to Jason Law Um, Gary says all the young players that played Tuesday are good enough for the bench any day of the week all looked capable Law had a cracking game against a couple of experienced scunny players Uh, Roger says young Keaton Ward had a bug and couldn't play he's a cracking um, 
uh, cracking prospect as well I've seen him play a couple of times and had reports on him uh, and Wayne says hi from the south coast so we're literally getting everywhere again today because no doubt Nathan's watching in his two villas or wherever he is on his Sunday although he's not popped up yet no he's not yet he'll be t- he'll be Let's face it; it'll be two sheets to the win, won't he? Now, yeah, yeah, true. Where is he anyway? Is it is it Marbella? Marbella, so what, yeah. An hour, two hours ahead. So yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, it'll yeah, be nowhere now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Roger says, uh, Danny just is just going through a bad spell at the moment. He will come good for us. Uh, that's for sure. Again, completely agree. As soon as he gets that one goal, yeah. uh, the confidence will come back. And uh, it, it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's just one of those things. Um, Shall we hear from Davy Flitcroft? Shall we get his views on yeah. Tuesday? On, yeah, uh, get Tuesday. Dave all on. on uh, no, not on Craig Davy's song. That's Dave and Dave all. Dave all. That's what I said. Dave, Dave. You said Dave all. That's Craig Davis and Dave is Dave Flitcroft. Oh, God. Come on, Si. Get with the, the programme. Get with the programme. <sighs> Just press bloody play. All right, I will. (laughs) Honestly, some people. Here's David Flitcroft speaking of his pride of the young players getting involved uh, in that checker trade. 3-2 victory against Scunthorpe on Tuesday. Here's the thoughts of Stags Wasp, David Flitcroft. What I have enjoyed tonight is watching sort of a club, from our perspective, a club come together. There was fractions here uh, quite a while ago. No one was talking to the youth. And we brought them in, and the the common factor now, you know, I've been to the the new training ground all afternoon. Me and Futch putting a, a, a seminar on in a forum for all our coaches in the academy this afternoon. You know, we we communicate on a daily basis. There's six or seven, you know, under-21s train with us daily. You know, watching that come together tonight and watching the senior pros embrace that. And I said to him before the game, you know, you made your debut once and I wanted a winning debut for the young players because every player remembers his debut. And if it's a winning debut, it stays with you. The experienced pros have helped them do that. You know, Conrad Logan... Um, Sweeney, Rosie. It's really important that you you harness and foster and generate that 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 environment because it's important, you know, and it's important that the young players feel that and they feel the belonging. And you know, watching Alist- Alistair Smith there in midfield at six foot four through where we were in the summer, I went to the you know it was in Portugal and I remember running him down and, and telling him what he had to do to improve and he's went away and he's done that. Uh, he's battered the gym he's gone out on lawn played the futsal really this result is is for all the hard work um, that the club have put in you know and and, and Dempst and Coops and, and Mike Whitlaw all the support staff down there the work that they've done and then when you see the work that Steve Imus has done and um and Mark Broughton and that resource and they've been backed up by our chairman and our and, and Carolyn at it, it's it, it's astonishing the strides the club's making. I'm delighted tonight that that uh, I can stand here and and really, you know, put so many blood, so many youngsters in in this in this competition because uh, they've got a voice now. The young players have got a voice. Our academy uh, management structure's got a voice, and uh, and and that's where you can you can see them, you know, fulfilling the potential out on the pitch tonight. <laughs> David Flitcroft speaking there to I follow uh, after that uh, 2-2 uh, sorry that 3-2 uh, win over Scunthorpe in the checker trade trophy the delayed off. silence was because he these two were in a conversation and yeah and we forgot that that was running so yes, it happens every single week this show is not slick if you want slick if you want organised if you want um, you know minute by minute features and all that stuff this is not the podcast for you. This is a, a, a general mess, but please stay. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That clip wasn't as long as you thought it was, was it? 
No. Um, you can see there uh, David Flickcroft speaking of his pride of bringing the young players through, and you know what the comment gri- the most the comment which gripes for me the most, I is that of before I came in, before I came in, there were no conversation between youth and and the between youth and management, and, and that's stupid accents aside. Yeah, that um, that is frightening, isn't it? Yes, but we've now got a manager that wants to integrate the youngsters into the first team. For for a while, we was at the point where we were stuck. You know, they were building this building this academy, and we were we were going to, you know, get great youngsters to play for the youth team and and get them through the team. And and Evans Evans weren't interested. All he wanted was. What what well, well, what everybody wants. He wanted, you know, he wanted the players on the pitch to produce the goods to get us up, which which is fair enough. But what you got to realise is 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 the youth are like the future, like what we keep saying. And, well, and that's, for that's days, if you look at there are several clubs who are a great example of this, and I think one of them is probably Crew, and um, who deve- who develop good young young players and have done in the past and progressed them into the first team and then sold them on for profit uh, another example of that would be like your Sheffield United and things like things like players like Ben Whiteman and things like that the future if we want to make a profit from a from a club if you look back what 20 years ago when we had the likes of Liam Lawrence mm. and Craig Disley coming through all of those players who were developed in our own system went for absolutely nothing bar for a bit of compensation which we never saw the light of day but now that infrastructure is there, isn't it, Cam? To develop those players, to get them into the first team for a season, maybe two, and then sell them on. Yeah, sorry for laughing, but it was the crew comment that made me laugh of to what came up to light a few months ago. What were going off at crew? Which was? Did not know about no? that. No, switch off. One of their coaches came was found out to be a paedophile. All oh, right, well that's that's <laughs> his. Yeah, well that's not a laughable thing, is it? I uh, say so it's just that. When when you look at it, you've got even down to little teams that have got. I say little teams. You look at some one like crew, where they've got a, a decent history. They've got they always had a decent financial support, enough that they could support the club and a, a facility outside of the club. We've not got that. Then we did and created all these great talents. Your Liam Lawrence's, your Bobby Astles, and all that. We never saw money for it. It died a death, and now it's come back again. And it's like it's a whole new reborn thing. It's just frustrating that we, if we'd have kept the it's same thing. It's talked now. Yeah. yeah. Why is it taking 20 odd years exactly. yeah. to get like, to this point? I mean, it's not like it was 20 years ago as well we were making those mistakes. You look at the other players we had in the youth system, like Jack Thomas. We could have cashed in on him. Years ago, and he could be, have a really good career now. Yeah, he's, he's playing. At, he's obviously at base for the minute, and I think he'll probably go into a, a conference or a football league club in January, given his performances. But mm. he could have been a championship level. We could have had sell-on clauses in the lot now. Yeah, when when he came into the first team, we were like, we we all sat there, and we were like, we've been missing this sort of person, this sort of player. You know, he wants to play. He, he supports Mansfield, so yeah. he wants to play for him. From Woodass, isn't he? And uh, he's 
he performed really well but the, the problem was is from the end of one season to the beginning of the next he never really progressed he never yeah. really took that next step to become better and he seemed to I stay at the same level and that that was disappointing for Jack because you know he's a nice lad yeah. to talk to and everything the one the one thing that gets me about that is that him and sort of, to throw another name out there Liam Marsden they got to the end of their youth team days but there wasn't that step up from 18s yeah there was missing the bridge the, whereas, the bridge whereas it was literally you got to the end of 18s you either made it to the first team or you didn't there was no yeah. no ifs or buts whereas now it's like you get into the 18s if you win the league you win the league you don't you don't there's always that next step we've now got the under 21s and if you're a young yeah. footballer coming into that environment now and you're looking at say for example you're a member of the first year under 18 squad now you look at the RH Academy being built you look at the players who are in and around that age group maybe a year older who have training with the first team you see the manager coming down to watch training sessions that must fill you with so much confidence and hope to progress your career in in whereas other clubs or whereas other players might think oh, I can't see the manager I'm just going to end up in a painting and decorating job here playing Sunday league which happens to so many players at so many clubs yeah they, they've got to want it they've got to want it it's got to be within themselves and if I was a young player now and I'd see David Flitcroft hanging around I'd be putting that extra you know 5 or 10% into like your training sort of thing cause I was at the RH Academy the other week doing a team building thing with work and we was in the you know the room which looks out over onto the 3G yeah the under 18s trained and Paul, and Paul Anderson um, they all went in and then there was two or three players who all stayed out for a good 10-20 minutes just hitting the ball at the goal and improving the technique and things like that and that's great to see that attitude that hunger and desire to go and improve to go and develop and I am under no illusion whatsoever that if David Flickcroft sees that and when David Flickcroft sees that he will reward that and the prime example of it Cam is Alistair Smith he talks openly about uh, he was weak in he obviously went out to Portugal um, was a little bit weak and Flickcroft took him aside and basically stripped him down and gave him a bit of a, a rollicking and told him to improve he's done that he's gone out on loan impressed and then he's got his chance well exactly and it's just going back to the whole training ground thing you think what t 10 years ago we were ground hopping between training grounds and it'd be like you won't be able to put the extra hours on the training ground because you wouldn't know where you were training day by day well you'd only have X amount of time wouldn't you you'd well, only you'd have, have like exactly. two hour session to do mm. well, exactly and do because, whatever because that might be the, the only training session you got that week because of budget which was a, a massive problem not that long ago you think about it and now it's just like if you need to go and train extra get yourself in gym or you go and train with one at youth teams or whatever now for me that's the only thing which the new training ground lacks I mean they have got a partnership with a gym which is just down the road but it doesn't have its own gym facility yet John and Carolyn you know I've said it so you know it's going to happen now <laughs> well tell you what's your space tell you what's your space but it's like before you won't be able to do that whereas at least now these, there are the facilities to be able to go and put that little bit of extra training in so you don't have to be like oh I'll put some extra training in next week and if that doesn't come alright I'll do it next week because yeah. now it's like right I'm going to be training on this day at this time at this place right 100% 
put some extra uh, put an extra half an hour in you it isn't having to work around what a venue can do it's working around what you can do so there, there wasn't that sort of support for the young players in the past though so just going back to the comment made earlier it was like you'd get to the 18s and there'd be a massive gap between you and the player yeah. and the first team and it's just unlucky that players like Jack Thomas, Liam Marsden got to that age. They weren't quite ready for the first team, but they, but, they, but they were too young, too old for the first. They were no in between you, where yeah. they could go. Exactly, and it was like either go out on loan or yeah. sit on a bad time. They didn't. Obviously, they couldn't make that development slowly. They were just lobbed into the first team. It slowed their development down. So by the time that Fat Boy did come in. They didn't. They didn't have a cat and else chance of making it into the first team. And what makes it ten times more difficult is he was a manager that didn't wasn't even interested in youth. No, no. he'd rather bring somebody else in from another team. You look at the Checker Trade games, and a prime example last year away at Blackpool, and when we lost on penalties, it was a what could have been a first team with the players and experience that that team had got mm. trying to think the only young but player he, in there he, was probably Jack in, Thomas he weren't interested in no. the checker trade Zay no. Hakeem got and on the Zay bench Hakeem, I think, yeah. Yeah. but that's the thing and then by the time that obviously David come in Jack was still with us and it was too late for Jack then exactly too late. His, t- his development were too far behind but it all came from not having that step yeah now the support's there, then we can expect a few of them players to be that played on Tuesday night to be maybe not this season, maybe beginning the next season, pushing for a first team place regularly. But what what they've got to what they've got to accomplish is that they've got to kick on. They've got to you know say for example, if we do get promoted this season, they've got to be in and amongst the League One players and I know and I know we played a League One team on Tuesday night and that's that's all well and good just one game but the younger younger players have got to do it week in week out and they've got to embrace that and, and take it on uh, a couple of comments coming in uh, as well Roger says yes Davis has a better all round philosophy for the club the gaffer is doing great in my opinion uh, and Roger says he also says to play at League 2 level you do have to still be outstanding and in our young players that's what we have it shows the local talent and the work which uh, the people involved have put in uh, last little bit on Checker Trade Trophy of course just cro- just dot the I's and cross the T's and all that uh, the draw for the next round Mansfield of course have won the group 3 out of 3 um, which means they have a home tie which will be the Tuesday night before we play Notts County it was like the first full week of December yeah and so second or third no, isn't no, it no. yeah Fourth, fourth. We'll tell you. Uh, it will be the uh, fourth. Yeah, Tuesday the fourth. And um, the Stags will of course be at home, and they will play one of the group, one of the group A, B, C, or D runners up, which are Stoke City under twenty threes, Bury, Macclesfield, or Manchester City under twenty threes. There is one that I would like to avoid in there. Bury. No. <laughs> Macclesfield. No. Bell. Manchester City. Yes. Why? Because Manchester City's under 23s are one of the best under 23s but sides. Wouldn't that be a good test for us? It would. If, yeah, if, but but we, why can't we? Let's avoid him until the final. 
Let's, let's have that test in the oh, final. Oh, I see you yeah, in there. Yeah, I want to win this competition. I'm, I'm just saying, I said it all along. Yeah, but, yeah, but you've, got, here, you've got to beat the best to win to it. To be the best, you've got to beat the best. I so like why not have them and knock them out? Do you know what he's got? He's got a good point. We're going to debate that whilst we hear from Ryan Sweeney, who, to be fair to him, is still a young player himself. Of course, is on loan from Stoke, so it would be interesting if we did get a Stoke to see uh, whether he could or couldn't play. The draw, by the way, is Friday, I believe, one o'clock, uh, and it's on Talksport Two. So we'll keep you thirty, I think. I don't know. Somewhere around that. We'll research uh, it between we'll, twelve and one. It's around that time, <laughs> and we'll keep you posted on the uh, the Facebook page as to who we get, and we'll of course keep you. Uh, updated on the podcast but why we ask, whilst we have a debate over whether we should or shouldn't get to Wembley and try not to kill each other let's hear from another young defender in Ryan Sweeney who on Tuesday time was probably one of the more senior players wasn't he yeah he was. let's get his thoughts on uh, playing with those younger players and their div- and their development um, as well let's get the thoughts of uh, defender Ryan Sweeney you always feel like you can um, talk to them Try and help them through the game because you know, you know the gaffer alluded to it in the in the team talk before the game. You know, we'll, we've all been there. We've all we've all been in that experience of making our first team debut. You know, it's, it's one to remember. Um, so so yeah, but you know, I didn't think you know I played with Gibbo. You know, I played with him at, at Maxfield. I thought he was I thought he was outstanding again. Um, you know, Lawsy at left back put in a fantastic performance, and you know, Alistair. Alice has stepped up, you know, he's just come back off a, a loan period and, you know, he acquitted himself very well when, you know, Blakey gets a goal as well. So, you know, on a on a whole it was a it was a real, real positive night for the club. There's probably little things in terms of I think it's probably more positional um positional things maybe in a game where, you know, you pick that up as you as you play games. But, you know, it's all a it's all a learning curve, you know, I'm still still learning myself and um you know, like I said, I thought on the whole, you know, everyone was was fantastic, and you know that experience choosing up will only stand them in in good stead for the future. We're not a team that just want to want to chuck it forward. You know, we don't want to play percentage football, so to call it. Um, you know, we want to want to try and pass out the back. You know, we want to want to make good angles for each other. You know, play play off off the goalkeeper as well. Um, but you know, I think in terms of when we're out of possession, you know, we're very no nonsense. You know, we're. We like to be a, um, an aggressive free off the ball, um, so so yeah, you know you could say that. Um, but you know, I think as well. I think whoever's played has has put in a put in a good performance. You know, I think we've all gelled together very well. You know, the new lads that have have come in over the summer. You know, we've all all bought into what the the gaffer wants wants at the club. And um, yeah, you know, we're 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 playing well. When you know, defensive record's been pretty decent this year. We all pride ourselves on on putting in a good performance individually, and then once you do that, it comes together in a in a collective team performance. So um, so yeah, you know we've got we've got huge pride pride in it. Um, but you know you can't take anything for for granted. You know I think once you you take your foot off the gas and and you know you get probably a little bit comfortable with um, that's when things can start to go wrong. So so you know I know that that won't happen here. You know in terms of the way we we train, you know the way the gaffer's got the environment set up. You know that would. That would never happen. So um, yeah, we're just looking to continue the, the good form. Ryan Sweeney speaking to iFollow early today. If you want to watch that in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow is the place to be. Uh, final little thoughts on the uh, the checker trade. Then um, Roy rightly says uh, we can't play Manchester City in the final. So sorry, you do win that um, little argument for now. But we can play them in the area final. So I'm claiming it. No, you can't. 
<sighs> All right then. <laughs> All right then. Um, Saturday, of course, um, the Stags, I believe, will be without Christian Pierce because he's off on um, international duty with Barbados playing the, in the Conca- Concaf Nations qualifier as uh, as per, which means we will be without a captain. Who would you, if you were Dave, if you were Dave, who would you be giving the armband to on Saturday and why? Bish. Cam? Yeah, either Bish or Matt Preston. Why? Why would, you, why would they get, get the nod for you? Bish is more of your, your typical captain, the level-headed, passionate, very... comes across as a very... Like, He's experienced and yeah. he's organised in, he's in the way he plays. He's very much very similar in Pierce. That there's always a bit of a argy bargy on the pitch. He's always first one in. He's caused it. <laughs> yeah, but it, it wears his heart on his sleeve. And same with Matt Preston. Always quite quite a confident person, commanding. Um, sort of like a born leader as such. Being able, if they did have to call upon the, to be a captain like Dan Rose was captain on um, Tuesday night weren't he no it was no. it was Conrad Logan or was it Logan yeah yeah it was Logan. Logan Logan so we've got that many players that could be captain it's like it was a toss up on Tuesday as to who were going to be captain yeah I think it's probably a reliable choice isn't it in, in Neil Bishop to take the arm man so it'd be interesting yeah. to see who does that one contender of course is Mal Benning the current uh, joint long service long serving player along with Christian Pierce. Pierce so there would be a viable another viable option as well and a name which people haven't mentioned um, how do you think he's doing so far this season Cam because last year you know we were sat here at this time of year weren't we you know yeah, worried we were, that he, he was going to be sold in, in January because he wasn't playing Johnny Hunt was in his uh, position but uh, he's, how do you think he's doing left wing back this year a little bit more advanced I think you know what ever since we we were talking about it and a lot of fans were saying it like Benning we can't see Benning making it back into the squad after January he looked a completely different player whether it's because obviously fat boy had gone whether it <laughs> well you, you've got to say there were a lot of players you never hear anything good about Evans do you not really so w- whether there was someone going off in dressing room, you got a lot of players that did did start to play a bit better after he left, and Benin was one of them. And well, he's didn't did Steve Evans extend his contract? Yeah, well, it was done by the Radfords, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, but yeah. The important one was Danny Rose. <laughs> yeah, got that extended. But um, they turned his season around and became a, an instant Mansfield legend on the 14th of April I as, think, as he, I think he had that status way before then to be fair I think Benning's a, a cracking player one of the, the best left backs I've yes. seen as have can play left back I'd give him a little bit of stick for, for choosing that but he is capable of playing centre half if we need him to play there can play left wing and he's got a few goals in him as well so you know the only, the only issue that I've got with him is that he sometimes gives the opposition winger a little bit too much room and that's the only issue I've got with him apart from that I think he's, he's reliable he gets stuck in he's you know he's not afraid to make a challenge and he's not afraid to make them runs down that left wing with CJ as well. 
So, and those two, I think them two are, are kind of getting a really good partnership together, to be honest. I think when they play consistently down that left-hand side together, yeah. there's always you always feel that goals are going to come from that side because you've got CJ's pace, but he's also clever enough to hold back and draw defenders out to let Mal in. Mal's got a great delivery on set pieces. The only thing for me, I think recently, um, I think we saw this and said this numerous times Tuesday night, um, that set pieces haven't been massively great. No. The deliveries. Um, have been a bit poor. I'd like to see Benning put on them for a little bit and put put that left peg to to use and just see mm. what we can get from them. Because we've got, I think we've got the players in there that can get us the goals. We just need that delivery and well, that dead ball. Otis Khan's been out. A, quite a well, yeah. well, two or three, three weeks. weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say quite a while. It's, yeah. it's a lot of football to be missed. We've played a lot of games. Well, exactly, we play Saturday, Tuesday every week. It's just wonder how long he's going to be out for. With been named on the bench how far away is Macca? no Macca's um, another two weeks no, probably another two weeks but I think realistically maybe for, for the two of them maybe that checker trade game might be the game where you see them come back in yeah, um, and get yeah. some minutes that's the ideal thing at the moment because we are playing Saturday, Tuesday yes we've got a smaller squad or whatever but because we're, we're playing so consistently we've got that thing of you know being able to put players in and give them minutes and get them the minutes that they need without having to without making too much of a an impact and without having to arrange these behind closed doors games and what have now, you. Now, yeah. now that we have drawn in the FA Cup and we've got the replay and we're through in the in the Czech trade trophy now we're now playing Saturday Tuesday every every game every week until I think it's like second or third week of December and that's when you get your Christmas period fixtures sit, yeah. sitting and you've got what four games over about Ten days yeah. over Christmas, so yeah. it, it's you know it, yeah it, it's one of them where at the minute we've only got like three strikers yeah and if and if one of them gets injured I know we can call on Jordan Graham or something like that I'd include Graham in that I'd, yeah, I'd say the three I say your three strikers are actually Walker Graham and and, and Rose because Craig Davis is he, he plays what one in five. And yeah, to be honest, I was so frustrated with him on on Sunday against Shot. We didn't mention it earlier, but when a play, right when a player has got the name Craig, you need to perform and you need to run. Only <laughs> <laughs> joking. And he's, he's got the experience oh, there. Geez. He's got the experience there. Um, but I just think his fitness. He's obviously missed a lot of games. Needs to be up there a little bit more. And against the League One side, I think we just need a little bit more from our front I, line. I don't know whether it's. The way that Flick is he scared to get a knock? Is it the way that Flickcroft playing? It or? is a bit injury prone. Yeah, we know this, and we knew that when he came in. But do you think that he scored something what fourteen last season in League One? It, fair enough, it was a relegated team from League One. Still but that's 14 still fourteen goals. goals in League One. Yeah, exactly. Somebody down is the road scored twenty-four goals for their team, and they still got relegated. Exactly. But it's like. Well, they were a one-man team, so it's not yeah. a surprise there. But is it is it the way that Flick Cross playing him, or is it something either in his head, or is he carrying a knock or something? Is there something more underlying no. there which we're yeah. not seeing? Because who did he did he come on against Grimsby? Might have done, yeah. Or the last whatever game we played at home last, and he came on, and he and he cut inside that defender. And all he got to do was curl it in the bottom corner, and he, he yeah, smashed yeah. it in yeah. Corey Lane end, and it's like that's yeah, a, that's a striker out of form. Yeah. 
again I think it's that confidence thing isn't it you know you get a goal because he started off like a rocket didn't he he scored yeah. that fantastic goal early in the season obviously got the one couple at the Oval or, or wherever he started off well in pre-season I think like anything when you've been out of the side for a while it takes time to get their, that game minutes back I.e. Mellis yeah and look at what the form what form he's in at the moment yeah he's been fantastic so we know he's got the potential but come on Craig just please a bit more for Team Craig come he on just, you can do it he just doesn't seem interested I mean from where we are from you know if you are Craig then show it but you know where we sit, obviously, we just sit just in front of Dugart, and he's always the last one just to wander down and and like sit and have a laugh with all other players. And you know, he, he's the one that seems to be talking the most, where the, all the others seem to be like want to watch the game, and he's and he's wanted to talk to the players. And it's just like he just seems the most disinterested player. You know, you could be completely wrong, but from what we've seen and what we've viewed from where we sit, he just seems so disinterested, it's unbelievable. I just love that this podcast goes from talking about Mel Benning to talking about Craig Davis, it's great. Let's go back to Mel, because I started talking about that for reasons, we're going to hear from him now. Conrad um, Logan, <laughs> no kidding. He did not fill me with confidence on Tuesday oh. night at all. <laughs> But at least it's related. Thanks for watching. See you next week. <laughs> but now you, uh, just while we're on about it, you, you go back last season. No, I want to talk about Mel Benning. Uh, we'll I want to play that. the because if we start talking about Bloody Logan, we'll start talking about Alejnik. Then we'll start talking about Alan Marriott. Then we'll start talking about Pilkington. Then we'll start <sighs> talking about Ian Bowling. Then we'll start talking yeah, about quite a few keepers there. Jason White. Oh. Oh. Right, here's Mel Benning. I'm going to kill these two. Do you remember Andy White? Oh. <laughs> Paddy Shambles. Oh. It's been a steady season, to be fair, as a team. Obviously, we've had a couple of draws. Well, one too many, I'd say. But we're turning them draws into wins now, which is a good thing, and hopefully we can keep climbing up the table. Obviously, with a lot of Tuesday-Saturday games, it's been, it's been a very busy schedule, and it's been tiring, to be fair. And um, obviously, when you've got a, lot, um, a busy schedule, sorry, you've got to have that rest period and recovery period, and those even those games on Tuesday night, that recovery period you get in the afternoon beds is very vital. Obviously, we're keeping keeping more clean sheets which is obviously very good and then even up front obviously we've had a lot of chances in games and people say oh why didn't you finish that many chances obviously it's good that we create the chances and now you can see that with finishing the few more than we did we're getting the wins so it's a bit of everything to be fair it's a bit of the whole whole team doing well and being good at the back and being good up front I think since my time here I think the most we've won on a bounce probably three to be fair so in the league sorry so it's probably progressing from that and obviously back-to-back wins and any wins on the trot will get you straight up the league, so it's about building on that, and I'm sure it will come. Great pain at home, to be fair. Obviously, when we're on top, and obviously with the game's going well, obviously they they take us through the game even further. And even when we're like, for example, trailing at Grimsby at home, and we got, got back to one-one once that equaliser went in, they gave us a, a real good push to go and go and get that um, winner. It's been one of the best runs we've been on unbeaten-wise since I've been here. So we might not have won as many games as we want to, but if you can see if we win um turn these couple of draws into wins we're, we're right up there in the table so i think yeah it's been definitely one of the best home forms since i've been here that's mal Benning speaking to you i follow after uh, what well, earlier today you can watch that in full 
uh, on uh, mentalfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. As you can see, I've got rid of Cam and Simon because they were doing my head in and they were consistently talking uh, about goalkeepers and you were doing it that they were doing it that much that you guys in the comments decided to, to join in as well. And at some point, I felt like throwing the whole thing out of the window. Um, Callum joined in the comments and said, you don't even need a Conrad Logan press conference. Just sit behind the goal and you'll hear or everything you need to. Uh, and uh, Roger joined in saying about Rod Arnold. Yeah, but it's, it's all right talking about Logan being a commander. He, uh, he does not film a comp Tuesday night. He made some absolutely fantastic saves, but he does not fill me with confidence at all. Because there were a couple of chances where the ball had come in. And if that had been a Lesnick that got the ball... Craig's then, Craig's then, tilted here. If it had been a Lesnick, then it had probably come out to the ball. There were a couple that... I can see table's going to go over in a minute. Skidded across the, the six-yard line, <laughs> and a Lesnick had, had been the <sighs> that had come out for them. But Conrad just likes to stay on his line, and it, it made the defence a bit shaky. They didn't... Didn't yellow win. card, yellow card. Yes, it's a custard cream. Uh, let's carry on. Whoa, by whoa, 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 why me? <laughs> um, we all, we all would all like to get home. I'm sure there's some people who would like to watch England versus USA later later on. No, we'll bother with that. Okay, that's all matters. Well, it's uh, yeah, more than England. Yeah, it obviously. Yeah, you don't watch England. You only like only four. A- Aka Wayne Rooney's testimonial. However, I must say, and I'm going to bring this back to Mansfield. Uh, a massive well done. Um, England boss Gareth Southgate uh, actually has donated seven pairs of tickets to the 72 um, football league clubs community schemes and each community scheme was actually asked to um, nominate somebody to win the tickets. Mansfield Town Football in the community nominated a a guy called Arthur Frost who sadly lives with dementia. He attends the community's regular dementia group. He also attends walking football and it's really changed him coming over the last month or so. as a person who's really come out of his shell and started talking about football and wanted to get active a little bit more uh, we put him forward for that and he actually won the ticket so he's actually beaten off competition um, so he has actually gone That's down right. there with his son-in-law uh, tonight so very apt so we hope that he enjoys that game I'm sure he's watching I'll say as much as people see football as a, as a pastime for people that do live with dementia or other illnesses it's a way to get out the house communicate with people have that sense of someone that you can actually go and talk to exactly a family it's not rivalries aside if you've got a friend that's a football fan maybe maybe if it's even just a rivals fan it's you can have a conversation about football it's not something that should be hidden away it should be something that's that's supported and something that's helped and football is a family and ha- having the dementia group obviously does help not only the club do you know what I, I, I know there, I'm going to say this because I work there but honestly from an outside point of view it is, it is great because you see people come in who have gone into the shell a little bit because of dementia and things like that and they really come out of it and start to talk about footballing memories mm-hmm. we've got all the books and the photos on the table and stuff like that we're going to start showing old matches in, in the coming weeks as well um, like whether it's a World Cup final whether it's the Stags Cup final from uh, the Freight Rover or whatever but it just brings people out of the shell a little bit more and makes them become more inclusive so I'm really happy and really delighted that Arthur's got that chance to to go and watch England tonight and like you say Cam football is a a very inclusive game uh, indeed Um, talking about football being an inclusive game 
the AGM is also inclusive people are uh, entitled to know the results of that we're going to put another poll on our Facebook page uh, right now so if you're watching the live feed you will just you're just about to um, you're just about to see the next poll for tonight because Earlier today, the results of the AGM, say like it's an X Factor result, uh, were published. The outcomes of the, the AGM were published. Uh, John Radford has, has said, first and foremost, that we've got a top three budget, but he's also come out and said that work will be done um, on things like the Bishop Streets and, and the hotel, but they want to know what supporters would prefer first, a redevelopment of the Bishop Street stand or the hotel to be built. Um, so that is exactly what we're asking right now. Um, so uh, let, let's have a little bit. I'll go this time, I'll go this way around, this time around. You've got Bishop Street um, development versus a hotel being built. What would you go for? What would you, what would you rather? I'd, I'd rather see the hotel first. Purely down to the fact of the Bishop Street at the minute, it brings in quite a bit of money through sponsorship that can help towards playing budget operational costs for the ground so staff staffing costs stewarding costs but also put towards money that can be used for the hotel because and then as when the hotel's up and running and that's making money that can then help make the Bishop Street as well it's it swings and roundabouts but it's I think the hotel would be more beneficial first. Sorry? I want to go Bishop Street because I want a foregrounded stadium. <laughs> and I've like. Can't like, fill the three we've got, never mind four. Yeah, but when we're in the championship, mate. Yeah. Uh, that's where Radford I, I suppose, I suppose from. We will. From, from like a, a business point of view, the hotel's got to come first because you, you're going to get the revenue from that. And then, obviously, the revenue used from that can be used for the. Bishop Street, like you say, Cam. So it's probably more beneficial to have the hotel built first rather than going on Bishop Street because, like, we're not getting the crowds in. But you know, if we carry on the way we are, we will, and you know, we can then so that's the, look you, at that. You've got to think it as a business point of view because not only have you got the costs of demolishing what's there, relocating the TV sanction, you've got to. I know it's all boarded up already. You've got to make a more secure boarding. Yeah, I agree, You've Dad. You've got... <laughs> <laughs> so there's a decent commercial and ticket office. Carry yeah, on. We don't, know, we don't want no boxes outside. We, I carry thought on. we'd got carry rid of them. Carry on. But anyway, carry you've also got... When pulling all that down, building the stand itself, fitting all that out, then you've got the... Ooh. You're going to need more staff... Um, uh, I'm, th I'm, thinking, I'm going to agree with, with Simon I mean I guess financially it does make sense that a hotel comes first because then you use the revenue from that to fund that but as a football club I've always I'm one of those who's in the against the hotel thing because I think it's been purely because it's been placed in the wrong place for me should be the other corner but um, in terms of Bishop Street I think with that space if that was completely flattened tarmacked I think you could get Alla Luton, a nice commercial lounge on that side, director's lounge with, with boxes. You can get classroom space. Um, you can get um, 
new dressing rooms potentially I'd love to see us walk out on the halfway line Again. I hate us walking out from the quarry lane you remember when we walked out on the no, halfway it's line always been, it's always been there it's no always we, used to, we used to walk out where we used to where yeah. we sit always. I would like to see you know maybe dressing rooms over that side um, and then and utilise that space the one thing the one thing I'm probably going to upset people now the one thing that we do need is a bigger club shop yeah oh no I, I completely <laughs> you know we need a bigger club and shop if, and one in town as well yeah if the dressing rooms went from where they are now to where the Bishop Street is you would have a whole load of space to move a big club shop into there and a, com- like a commercial ticket office because you'd, you'd gain the only no end is, of space we've just spent a lot of money well, well, this is not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, it's Radford's not going to pick up the phone still, twice and just right bring bulldozers in. It's, still, it's, it's still, not. Yeah, that whole area under the Coralane end. There's been a lot of money spent on that, fitting it out. Whether that's chairman's office, uh, chief exec's office, uh, manager's office, but it's it's just money being spent just to be a few years down the line, just to be moved again possibly because possibly. then you've not only you've got the cost of that but then you've got to rip pretty much 90% of that lower ground space out because everything's boxed off into little rooms at the minute yeah it is little rooms at the minute but so, this yeah, just... there is the potential to make the club shop and ticket office bigger but but if you if you go to every ground in league 2 which you have yeah Ours is uh, the size of like a porter cabin. Yeah. Everybody else used to be a porter cabin. Exactly. I think I'd rather have a I.e., <laughs> when you go to places like like last season or the season before, we went to we went to Leighton Orient and Leighton yeah. Orient. You walk in one door, you walk round, and you kind of come out the other door. Yeah. It's well, massive. Newer stand, isn't it? But it, yeah, it's it there is. though. We, True. We need Doncaster is very nice. In some ways, we need to get modernised. Yeah. In some ways, we're still in in the past where we need to bring it up to bring it up to standards, which, which I think John and Carolyn are trying to do. One hundred percent. You know. But these, like you say, these things take time. So I'll say that you know they they need to work out what's what's best for the football club financially and beneficial to the football club. So. That's that's where they're going. Keep your votes Kurt, coming in on the poll. If you're watching it on your mobile and you're wondering how to find the poll, all you need to do is r- next to where it says write a comment, you'll see a, a white circle uh, which has got a purple outline with sort of three little lines. Click on that, it'll bring the poll up and uh, just um, send us your votes. Uh, it's swaying one way at the moment, so let us know uh, what your thoughts are and, uh, and as well in the comments and we'll read some of those out as well. Um, Roger says we need more support for Bishop Street to be done but if the stags get up the leagues then this will um, then this will be a must. Uh, a bigger bar area would be nice as well. Um, to be fair I wouldn't even be too fussed about it actually being a stand because I'd do maybe just do like a little Terracing on that on, on that I'd side. Love it's, to stand it's a small, up. it's a, it's a yeah. small place, but I'd, like I'd, an overflow stand. Yeah, like an overflow stand. Yeah. Maybe a few seats in one corner. I think what Forest Green have done this year, they put sort of, they've gone, uh, they've covered a bit of it, and they've gone the seats, they've gone standing up, and then they've got another bit yeah. uncovered. So why not do some York, like that? Is York like that as well? They've got. Oh, remember, it's been a while since I've been to York. God, York. Now what? Are they conference north. Yeah, something like that. That's yeah, it. The new ground and all. Well, that's it. It's yeah. Well, they've always been promised as that, hasn't they? Um, talking of um, the AGM. 
this week as well today as well and um, top three budget very quickly um does that comment help or hinder us that we've got a top three budget because i know my initial reaction well i don't know really it's I mean, that, personally, I think it hinders us a little bit. I mean, it's great. I'm, 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 it's great to hear that we've got that budget and that, you know, there's money there to, for Flickcroft to spend if he wants it. I think we definitely need a striker in, in January and we maybe need a bit of a, an extra defensive cover as well. Um, it's great to know that there's money there to spend and invest, but I don't know, Cam, I think it just puts that extra bit of pressure on us. I think we've been doing so well of late that now just chucks a bit of petrol on the fire for it's, me. Your expectations were just goes from there right or there, doesn't it? Well, you think the players that we brought in, fair enough, they've been some decent quality, but you weren't expecting anything miraculous of this season. No. And getting the decent games and then the hammering of Accrington just makes the yeah. expectations go higher. And then they've just gained and gained and gained. Maybe it dropped a little bit after losing to Axter, another team that's up there. But then they've just kept climbing and climbing and climbing and now the fact that we've got the resource we know that we've got the resource it's like are we going to expect promotion this season yeah probably but that's going to put a lot more pressure on the players knowing that the fans are expecting and you look at last season we were expecting it we very nearly got there and we just capitulated and that's I think that is why it felt so vile towards the back end of last season when the results weren't coming I'll say now the majority of fans will see it as a failure if we do not get promotion this season yeah or Whereas at least I, make the playoff personally I won't but now that comment has been made for the majority of the fans that is that the but bench we, we, the we bench of the bar has been raised so high it sh for me it shot us in the foot a little bit and I, I just don't want to go out and just buy a striker just for the sake, sake of, of it, it. No. we need to get the right if we if he is thinking about getting a striker you know yeah. we need to we need to get the right one in I think it's probably one that's probably going to move know. on as well to be fair yeah I think Amari yeah. yeah yeah. which again frees up some more money frees up you yeah. know his wages and things like that um, and no disrespect to him the the other person I think we need to get rid of is, is Ando yeah yeah you know that that frees up quite a bit of money and then that's three wages isn't it because you've obviously got Xander Diamond who's retired yeah if, if Ando goes again I don't want to get into that debate about that um, but he is where he is and, and that's that yeah. if he goes and then if you get rid of Amari that's three wages gone to maybe bring in three players or maybe and two with a little bit more quality to just to bulk that wage out a little bit and I know I know you like to talk about it you've got 30 grand from your checker trade wins as yeah, well yeah exactly so I mean people yes. people write off the checker trade as a dead competition but for a club like Mansfield who aren't self-sufficient in terms of being able to sell players yet for profit um, the checker trade as as you rightly say Si is one of those competitions which brings money in and the further we progress in that and the more and more we get I know a lot of people also moaned about the fact that we played Sunday both teams wanted it TV money that's extra revenue in yeah. that's revenue we, we're going to bank and we're going to use and whoever we get in the next round in the knockout stage if we beat them that's another 25 is exactly. that 25 it's, grand exactly yeah so that on top of the 30 grand so that's like 55 grand plus the wages that we've freed up yeah. That could be a decent lead two striker yeah. there. 
Very much so. Peter says, win promotion, win the checker trade, great run in the FA Cup, not greedy, but the revenue would do wonders. Fantastic. Uh, Rob says, top three budget comment will add more pressure on Flickcroft. Totally agree. Keep your votes coming in uh, on the Bishop Street and uh, the hotel thing. We'll close that in a couple of minutes. Um, what we're going to turn our attention very, very briefly now um, to all things Saturday back in league action Port Vale at home obviously had a great result against them last season but they've got some good players Ricky Miller Tom Pope who I'd love to sign if we had the money in yeah. fact if we are looking to get a striker I would love to see him he's worked with Flitcroft before as, as well of course at a high level experienced player gets your goals it will be a tough test on Saturday but and even tougher without Christian as well exactly I've just you took the word right off the tip of my tongue that's it <laughs> yeah um, yeah it, it, again I know we say it'll prove where we are within like you know how far we've come but it'll prove how far we've we can be if for example for God forbid that you know we have to sell we, we sell Christian Pierce at the end of the season it just shows what what we've come without Christian so I think it'll be a tough game but I, I think we'll get through it alright and get the result we want I'll say going back a few years and you think when Christian came in it's like everyone will comment about oh it's another non-league player it's another national league player that we brought in yeah and he had really problematic experience at Torquay didn't he yeah but it's like you look on the flip side of that it's one of the best players I think we've probably ever had yeah. you look best, at someone, the best defender. you look at someone like Sam Klukas as well I know we didn't get a load of money for him but it was still we made a mistake we still yeah, a, we a fair amount that Chest, we've got off Chesterfield for him and obviously they've made a bit of money off him because he's just gone up and up and up from them As the first player ever to play in consecutive leagues season after season after were, season yeah, went conference league 2 league 1 um, championship Premier League, yeah. yeah. So um, we we Christian though, he's he's got this level of like just just this calmness. If if you look at like Matt Preston compared to Christian Pierce, Preston's huffing and puffing and he, and he's running up and down and he's and he you know he's making these last ditch challenges and things like that. Where Christian just kind of just strolls up. Sticks his foot in, wins ball, then goes on a run, and then goes on a run. Go on, Chief, go on, <laughs> go on. I mean, yeah, he's got this calmness and this aura about him where he's just like, Yeah, I'll just stick my foot in here and you know, I'll win ball. Whereas it's like opposite end of scale yeah. with, with Preston because, like, he's like, he's like huffing and puffing and you know, he's, he's working really hard to get into that position. It's where Christian just, just strolls into him, and it's I think one the great thing with, with Pierce is, is obviously, um, I think the, the thing there is the, the fact he's been he was made captain properly in the in the summer. I think that's done his game the world of good, hasn't it? Yeah, I'll say he's got that confidence about him that it can be. This solid uh, centre back, but he can also turn into Lionel Messi at a click of the fingers. <laughs> Lionel Pierce, why not? <laughs> but Lionel. it's just that that confidence and ability that he's got, and he's always had that ability. But you, you can't really say you've seen it through the last couple of seasons. But now it's really starting to show, it, isn't it? More more since Evans came in, that you, you've seen what Pierce is actually capable of. And now it's shining even more that Flitcross 
in charge because he's, he's a ball playing centre back. He's yeah. not a, he, he can play that lump ball, get it away if needed to, if he's really under pressure. But he's. He, but he's, he's, a, he's a strong header of the ball as well. Yeah, exactly. and what, what I'd like to see at the other end, I'd like to see him put that ball in for Christian to run onto and, he's definitely and got get goals a good header onto it. He's definitely got goals in there, hasn't he? Um, obviously, predictions for, for Port Vale Saturday? 2 0 Stags. Sorry? 3 1 Stags. I'm going to go clean sheet. I'm going to go 2 0 Stags. I think we'll be alright. I think. We've got definitely got the players in there to cope, and we'll we'll be perfectly fine um, as well. Let's just briefly. I know this is Mansfield matters, but I'm just going to turn it to Magpie matters for a moment. Why? Why all things? Um, it just goes to show, doesn't it? In all seriousness, the committed and the knowledge and the way the Radfords conduct themselves in terms of the management and things like that. I mean. To sack a manager after, what, 14 games, not had time to bring players in. Obviously, I don't watch Nuts County, don't watch the highlights, don't care. But you watch my and you see it from the outside. To, you're not given games. And then to go and bring what it looks like he's going to bring back the old manager, that's a ridiculous business sense. So, for me, when I saw all that this week, all I could think of, and especially given the way we were on Tuesday in terms of developing the club and things like that it just may makes you appreciate the way the club's being run doesn't it yeah, oh yeah definitely I mean you know the the pressure that John and Carolyn was under from from a, a section of the fans by saying get rid of him you know he's no good he's rubbish you I know I want him gone because this and like other him. yeah we, we don't go to games because we don't like him and this and other his, his football's rubbish you know the way he conducts himself not very good what just look where we are well, one, one game still undefeated last season you look at the end of the season you've got people blaming Flickcroft saying because of him we've bottled it no, it's, I reckon it was last season. The reason we bottled it is because Evans left. And that dressing room, there were certain characters in that dressing room who were vile, vile to the atmosphere, toxic. Um, there were, there were players in that dressing room that needed to step up. And didn't. And didn't. And that's, that's, that's what didn't get us promotion. Yeah. Because they could have turned around and gone, look, he's gone now, it's done. Let's let's prove to the new boss what we can do. Let's let's get into the playoffs. Let's stay in the playoffs and show him what we can do. And it's and not they like didn't, we didn't bottle it. It's not like we didn't try and play the way we're playing now because we we did try it. We tried it in the very first game, and then the players just stopped. They just absolutely stopped and dropped dropped like a stone. So I'm so glad that they've given him the patience now because. The way he talks about the youth and the academy and developing them and you know bringing developing that and looking towards the future, he's not just looking at now. He understands that we want success. I think he'll bring us success in one in one way or another this season. We will win something this season, whether that's promotion or a cup competition or whatever. But he's got that long-term vision about us and he's got that sixth sense. And you look at the way he's changed certain players. Alex McDonald obviously was in fine form before his injury in centre mid. Danny Rose, obviously, after all that transfer saga, he looks a better player for it. Now, yes, he's not scoring goals, but he looks a better player for it. You know, you can probably say the same about Christian Pierce, like we said 
Ames go, Bobby Olesnik. CJ. CJ, there are so many the examples. One, the one player that really sticks out, though, is Jacob Mellis. Yeah, 100%. He, he, it was that player that you think is a real quality signing last season. He didn't show it last season. He had a chip on his shoulder most of the season. I'm better didn't, than this football Didn't club. show his yeah. full potential. And fair enough, they've come out and said he's obviously had something going off in his life or whatever. Don't want to speculate around that yeah. or whatever it was. But fingers crossed, we're past it. And since since the beginning of the season, fair enough, he's not been the greatest form every game. But over the last few games, over the last few months, it's been... Grimsby was probably the best performance I've seen Jacob Mellis. Yeah, yeah, undoubtedly. And I, and I think that's because he was running team, his team. A team player, he's become that attacking field, but he's also become that playmaker role that we we expected him to be. And you think the, the quality that he's had coming through the system at Chelsea, playing at Chelsea... Obviously, got sacked from there for being a, a young lad, being a idiot, shall we say, doing stupid things, getting mixed in with the wrong crowd, and he's, he's obviously settled himself down, and obviously he's had a few moves in his time, but he's, he seems to finally be playing the best football for for us as well. So let's just hope we can carry this on and long may that continue final yeah. comment in the live feed tonight from Callum and I think it's a very apt one to end on whilst we're talking about Flickcroft and the patient showing him and the, the way he's conducted himself he says Callum says don't know whether you mentioned uh, this or not yet but I was there on Tuesday and heard Flickcroft turn around and shout at a supporter for having a go at one of the youth players for a few minutes I was sat thinking um, how bad and immature it was but after a while I started to think about how the fact it showed how the fact that it shows he has the bottle to stand up for a young lad who's made a mistake a thing a Mansfield Town manager wouldn't have done in a long time and you know what I completely agree I had to stop myself from standing up and applauding when he did that because um, he's invested in these in these young players I'm not going to call them youth team players they're just young professional players yeah, he's yeah, invested yeah, yeah. in those young professional players he's given them the opportunity and he's made them part of the football club it no longer feels from a Mansfield Town supporters perspective that we've got the first team and then we've got the youth team who are just wearing Mansfield Town shirts it feels like we've got a developing process it feels like we're going on a journey and you know what even through those draws and through the bits of times in the season where we were playing and conceding and making silly mistakes it always felt like it was going to come good and I still don't think we are at that level where no, we no, will be no. yet but one loss in 22 so I bet lead two games 13 games in all competitions unbeaten one of the we're in the top five for unbeaten away runs we're playing some great football I have never felt as excited to be as a, a Mansfield fan as I have and somebody put on Twitter I think it was there's a podcast or something because uh, it D72 football or something like that I can't remember the full name and I apologise for that go and have a look at it but they put um who is your best and worst manager and I put for me I mean people have their dif people have their differences um, because of how long they've been watching football and I said Paul Cox because um, it obviously got promoted and yeah. took us into the yeah, football yeah, league yeah. and he was genuinely a genuinely nice guy um, 
And I also put, with the potential of David Flickcroft, because of the way he's conducted himself with the young players and with the the way and reshaping the football club through that turbulent patch. And for worst manager, for anyone um, that did a guess, <laughs> have a guess. David Oldsworth. Correct, 10 points. Get uh, in. Uh, and that's it. And do you know what? It feels great to be a Mansfield fan at the minute. That's pretty much all we've got time for this week. Obviously, uh, Port Vale at, at home on Saturday and then away on Tuesday uh, in the FA Cup Um First round replay. Looking forward to that one. Prediction for that one? Uh, 1 1. Win on penalties. Damn it. That's, <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to go for. I will side with you both and say 1 1. It won't go to penalties though, because it'll be 1 1 in the 90, 90th minute. And then the Stags will get a corner, and then Bobby Eleshnik will run forwards. Neil Bishop will swing for it, it will miss him, and it will fall for Lesnick, and it will put one right in the top bin. You heard it here first on the Mansfield Matters podcast. Join us next Wednesday at 6.30 um, to find out if that comes true. I've been Craig Priest. Alongside me tonight has been Simon Mercer and Cam Felton. Nathan Edge is abroad somewhere. He'll be back in a couple of weeks' time. If you fancy getting involved with the podcast and want to join us in future episodes, drop us a DM and let us know. We're always happy to have new faces and new opinions on the panel. Uh, from me, from Simon and from Cam, Enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you hopefully on Saturday at home uh, to Port Vale. Thanks very much for watching. Thanks very much for listening. We'll see you next time on the Mansfield Matters podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield matters. Can I just say? Go on. Did you give the uh, result no. of the poll? No. <laughs> <laughs> Added extra audio bit here. We've just finished the live um, the live podcast, and as Simon has rightly said, did I give the result of the poll? No, I didn't. No. I didn't give the result of the poll. Would it be a Mansfield Matters podcast if we did not forget to mention something? Um... No, it wouldn't, would it? I mean, like I said, and I've said many times uh, in in this podcast and and, and things like that, um, this is very much a podcast which is without organisation, without (laughs) thought, without planning, which just goes to show I didn't give the results. So, audio version, the results are, if I can see them, I don't think it's going to let me have a look at them now, to be honest. It was Bishop Street definitely won. I think it was something like 80 odd. 83. Yeah, I'll go with 83%. 83, 17. So there you go. Uh, If you enjoyed that, if you enjoyed this, let us know. We always want to get your feedback as well. Um, And like we said before, if you want to come on the podcast, then feel free to let us know. Thanks very much for listening. Make sure you join us next Wednesday at 6.30-ish. For the show, for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield matters. I didn't forget anything else, did I? No, that's it. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.